Hello, I'm Janet. And I'm Amber. And we are two girls and a bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Happy podcast day, Amber. I know. Happy podcast day. How have you been? Doing this every other week, I, I feel like I'm disconnected from you, and I'm bad at Marco Poloing, too. Well, <laughs> and I've been so bad about Marco Poloing or messaging or anything, because life has just been crazy. We've been I've been super busy at work, and then, you know, we've been doing stuff around the house. We had the niece one Saturday. We had the nephew another Saturday. Um, and so it's just kind of been crazy. And uh, the last time we podcasted, you had told me that I should uh, tweet during Shark Week. And I was totally on board to do that. However, the reason <laughs> that you could not find me on Twitter is because apparently my account was suspended. What'd you do? So the only thing that I did was a talked shit to Donald Trump. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Just, Okay. <laughs> I I can testify because my husband is all about the politics, all about the politics. And I think every single one of his Twitter accounts has has gotten and like because that's the thing like I very rarely post. Mhm. And I never, normally I never say anything to any political figure or like anyone. Like I normally just let it go. But the coronavirus and the misinformation, it got the best of me. Goodness. Hey, hold but on one like second. Hold oh. on one second. Keep the passion. Okay. Maybe. Oh, it does look better now. Okay. okay. Our levels Perfect. were a little low. And <laughs> that's very rare for Amber. <laughs> yes. So, so have you created a new Twitter account? Well, no. So I put an appeal in because I was like, it's WTF people. Like, and also, it tells you how often I'm on Twitter, because I actually didn't even know. And the last time I tweeted was in May. Oh. So, like, it's been a while. Yeah. So, I was surprised that, like, my account had been reviewed and been like, oh, this bitch must have just lost her damn mind for a day. And we're just going to reinstate her, because I don't have inappropriate photos. I never, like, tweet normal shit. Like, I just, like, retweet news articles or, like, whatever. So I put in a appeal, but no one responded to me. Twitter does not. Like, Steve has tried because all of his accounts are suspended. Yeah. You're going to hate Butterfly's shirt. <laughs> I do hate Butterfly's shirt, but she looks adorable in her shirt. So my coworker has a big dog. And she ordered this Trump oh, 2020 sh- t-shirt for yeah. her big dog. And it was too small. Clearly. <laughs> it fits my five-pound poodle. And um, Steve really likes it. So Yeah. That's the problem with ordering dog China? stuff. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you have a large dog. Because yeah. it's always like extra, extra large. And I get it. And it fits Piper's like face. <laughs> well, like, you know where to send them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if the unicorn costume I'm ordering for her does not fit, I will send it your way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What is this for? Just for just because or are you just planning for, for Halloween? Okay. I think that Piper should look like a unicorn all the time. Oh, because she is your unicorn. And she's also a little princess, so <laughs> Yes. You were a little late to join the podcast because Piper demanded food. Yeah, she was smacking her food dish and staring at me like I don't ever feed her. Where's Nick? So Nick went out to go grab some drinks with some guys from work. Got it. It's a good night. Like when we podcast, like I'm like, Steve. Um, so last week week was the Democratic National Convention. Oh, yeah. We watched. And then this week is the Republican National Convention. And I was like, you just go tr- turn on the Trump show upstairs. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, yeah. And he's like, well, don't you want to watch? And I was like, no, I don't care. No matter what my beliefs are, watching that kind of stuff, it puts me to sleep. Yeah. Fair. So fast. So yeah, fast. I, I'm very interested in keeping up with the politics for this year. However... I am not into watching the whole convention thing. And I'm not reading articles that are posted on Facebook, no matter who posts them. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to like understand just the main facts and issues. I don't need all the other hoopla. But how do you know? Like so some, to, sometimes to filter out the BS. I know. So sometimes as you get a little bit closer to election time, a lot of times you can find actual like websites and articles that you can go through and they just give you the facts. So they'll do like your main um, cause I found this, uh, last election, but I've also found it sometimes with our city elections, but not as often, mm-hmm. but at least for the main presidential elections and stuff like that. Um, the last time I found it where it just listed the two candidates and it listed the main topics and their, um, stance. So you were kind of able to see, okay, here's what this is and here. What, so there was no emotions. Like nobody talked about anything. It was just they're pro or they're against, or this is their opinion. So I like to look at stuff like that because it just helps break it down. Otherwise, I don't understand a fucking thing that's going on. I agree. It took like five people to explain half the ballot to me the last time because I was like, I don't even know what the statute says. <laughs> I know. They need like a, a, a voting for dummies each time there's a an election. Yeah. Well, and there's also like there's all those like uh, state policies or whatever. And it's like the thou art on the street of presidents you're like what yeah like all of a sudden when marijuana got voted to be legal here i was like was that on the ballot like where was that i don't understand you were like well that just means that you're willing to pay more taxes for schools why can't it just say that i would like to pay more taxes for school support yeah that's fine right i i have eight paragraphs of a goddamn statue with legal jargon. But the good thing is, is that the U's and the eyes of the world will stop and try and understand. There's so many people that don't, and so yeah, they're they're not vote they're not understanding what they're saying when they're voting. Yeah, that is the problem. How do we go political? I don't know. Let's get back to something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you done anything fun in the last two weeks? Well, so we had both our. Uh, niece and our nephew so we took our nephew two saturdays ago and um he's been wanting sushi like real sushi so we were like so he's had some sushi but it's never been like real sushi so nick and i were like fine if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it because that's how we do everything in life so we took him to sushi den and he is 13 and um there were very strict rules in regards to how you are going to behave and act yeah. at this restaurant. But also, anything we put in front of you, you will try. You have to try at least one bite. He was required to use chopsticks. He um, had to practice ahead of time to make mm-hmm. sure he could use the chopsticks because we refused to give him the kid. Uh, forks. Oh, or yep. the kid ones that with the rubber bands? I know. We couldn't find those ones. I mean, I guess we could have just put a rubber band on it, but well, we did not. most restaurants offer that for kids oh i don't know if sushi den does or not but definitely haven't taken a kid to sushi den yeah (laughs) he was like the only kid there and uh but he did so well and he ate everything he ate the octopus he ate um eel and like anything we put in front of him he at least tried it at least once which i was very appreciative of i love So he did a great job what did he think my favorite yeah me too he loved it barbecue I know, right? He thought it was all really good. The only one he wasn't a huge fan of was the lobster, but I didn't understand that, which was fine because I could, I ate all the lobster. It's fine. Hmm. Um, did, did you get him? Um, you said octopus. That's one that's kind of polarizing. Yeah. Um, did you get him the little eggs? So we did not get him the, the row. salmon row. No. Uh, that one scares me still. I might, yeah, that yeah. one's a little rough depending on how big the row is. Uh huh. But it can get squishy. Yeah, yeah. No, I, he didn't I miss sushi, but it's you know now that you know we're very conscious of our budget right now because my my husband's an entertainer and out of work until who the hell knows. Um, but we were talking like we both miss sushi, but it's not one of those things that you can go cheap and get the good stuff. Right. It's expensive if you want to walk out of the restaurant feeling satisfied. Yeah. I mean, we we actually were impressed with our our bill, but it was very um, 
we definitely, it was a high price bill, but, uh, we were very satisfied. We had uh, so much food and, um, I did you get the boat? We didn't get the boat. (laughs) Sushi Den, I've never seen Sushi Den bring out the boat. Maybe they don't have the boat. (laughs) It's been a while since I've been to Sushi Den. I don't think I've been to Sushi sushi Den in the last 10 years. Oh, well, and I should say we went to Izakaya Den. So Izakaya is part of Sushi Den. Oh. But like Sushi Den's side of the restaurant is only available for takeout. So Izakaya has the same, like, management and the same staff. And the same people make the same sushi, but you order it in Izakaya Den. So anyways, so we went to Izakaya Den. Mm. And um, we had reservations because they require that you have reservations right now ahead of time. You have a 90-minute window to eat in, which they didn't kick us out after, like, 90 minutes because we were still eating food. And so as long as we're spending money. But uh, they also asked us all the appropriate questions. They took our temperature when we came in. They sent us up the elevator and we had to come down the stairs. And all of our tables were further than six feet apart. So um, it was a very good experience for our first time eating in a restaurant since COVID. Very nice. Did you leave them a review to let them know? No, we did not. You should do that. Like I went to my hairstylist's page and uh, well I googled and (laughs) yes write it down put it in that beautiful planner of yours I am and I noticed on Yelp there were a bunch of comments about how um well they were responding to COVID and stuff I was like that's great like this day and age those are the type of reviews you should be leaving no Karens of the world but if you experience a, a restaurant or a business doing what needs to be done for COVID, yeah. I think it, it is well worth the five minutes of your life to post a review. Yes, that is a very good point. So you said something when you were talking about Steve that made me question or ask have a question. So today I was listening to a part of a self-helpless podcast, mm-hmm. and it was the Whitney Cummings one. So it's been out She's for a crazy. long time. She is crazy. But she was talking about she was making some joke about how um zoom meetings are like a fake charity sometimes now um so some joke about that but they were talking about a comedic relief and so um there's a comedic relief fund or something so for um comics and so um certain there's supposed to be something where comics are getting money because of the fact that um, they're unable to work basically right now. So a lot of, so I just didn't know if that was something that Steve participated in and that's not a conversation you have to have with me, especially since I spurted it on you during the podcast, but I haven't heard anything about it <clears throat> because he's not, he's not at a Whitney Cummings level. Well, so it wasn't for her. Oh, so it was, um, one of the, it was for the, um, the girls. So one of the girls, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey cook. Yeah, she actually was saying that she got money from the comedic relief fund, mm. and so Whitney was um, part of like a a Zoom meeting or whatever where they were talking about gathering funds together from those who do, are fortunate enough to have so much money that they can provide to others. So they were gathering funds to give to those who are unable to work right now in the comedy world. That's so. something to look into. Yeah. You know, my I think this is where my my husband's vocal stance on his political beliefs may affect him because yeah, he fair. has kind of been uh, put onto a list. He, uh, when he when I first started dating him and 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 such, and well, I guess Trump was elected before we got married. Um, it it wasn't really a topic, and yeah. then as soon as Trump got elected, he was like. I love Trump. And yeah. he definitely polarized himself. Yeah, I and do I, remember I, that. I keep telling him, like, keep the politics out of your media. Like, just keep it comedy. Keep it funny. It doesn't, like, I work in yeah. recruiting. I'm not like, woo, this is what I believe. Yeah. Like, you sh- there should be a separation. And he's like, well, I'm getting a lot of, like, followers because of it and i'm like okay getting a lot of negative scary things 
It's been a while since we've had the negative scary things, but his liberal Larry Twitter account got canceled by Twitter (laughs) right before the Democratic National Convention. Anyway, sorry. Nope, it's fine. Back to politics we go. I don't know why. I'm not that girl. We never are. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's timely right now. Um, So let's get into Bachelor Nation news. Yes. I didn't do see it. a lot of Bachelor Nation news this week, and that's I know. awesome. <laughs> like, it's been so heavy <laughs> for so many weeks. Like, I think I saw Caitlin Bristow tweeted that September 14th, Dancing with the Stars is starting. Oh, well, I missed that since I have been banned from Twitter, apparently. You should create a new account. I know. Do I have to have a new email account or can I use my same email account? I think you have to have a new email. But you I don't that's why I didn't why do I it. It's because I don't want a new email account. Why don't you use the two girls Twitter? Just don't go political. Don't go after Trump. Don't go after Biden. Don't go after anyone. Keep it keep it glittery. Well uh, if people weren't talking about drinking bleach to kill Corona, <laughs> I wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So Bachelor Nation news. Um the very first divorce in Bachelor Nation is happening. Yep. I I'm so sad. I don't really care though. Like I don't really care about either of them either, but I think it's sad because they seemed like they were really working together, but I also think it's sad just because so before I make my statement, I'll at least let everyone know what we're talking about. So Crystal Nielsen. Yeah. Crystal Nielsen and Chris Randone. Better known as Goose. Goose. They're getting a divorce. They've been separated for six months. They have been. And they they decided to start. They decided to be separated after eight months of marriage. So in February is when they started their separation. Um, And I guess in this last week, you know, Crystal kind of came out and said, you know, it hasn't been easy. I, But she said that I've been torn between mourning a life that could have been and determined to fight for the future that I know I deserve, which I thought was a very interesting and powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Um, they're handling it both very well and very respectful to one another. But in the end, it sounds like some things that were said are about why they're uh, divorcing is because they just wanted different things. And they were actually struggling about what they wanted in their future before they got married. And and, I it, think, and it says that no one, like none of their loved ones were shocked by the split. Yeah. It, they say that their personalities didn't really mesh at all. And that they felt immense pressure from the bachelor nation to have this happy ending. But I think this is just another one of those things. So I have a lot of like one you should never let it's just like planning your wedding. Don't let everybody else tell you what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. It's your day. And even if you have put all the money down, if in the end you feel that you don't want to be with that person, then end it there or postpone it or do something to figure it out cuz going through divorce, I mean that's hard on you cuz you're also trying to like fight for something, but I just feel like there's also so many marriages that after less than a year like they're already getting divorced and you just can't help but wonder like what what didn't you see in the beginning but for these guys it sounds like they did see it but they decided to go for it anyway i in my previous relationship to steve i was engaged and we were starting to talk about wedding stuff when i was like no bye (laughs) (laughs) and it it jacked with like there's one friend I ha- I have kept since that time in my life. And it was just like people people were like, "What are you doing, Janet? You you're ruining your life." And I'm like, "No, I feel like I'm not. I feel like I'm doing the opposite. Um, it's going to be hard for a little bit, but bye." Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was quite quite the mess. And even when I when I was marrying Steve and we decided to elope, I had so many people who were like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you sure you don't want a big party? I'm like, you may want me to have a big party, but I, I don't. <laughs> That's not my life. Yeah. I'm very much so. about, I love this man. I, I want life with this man. And you guys can be happy for yeah. us from afar. We were social Hell. distancing before social distancing was a thing. There you go. You made it famous. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 
So, well, that sucks for them, and it sucks it's the first yeah. Bachelor divorce, but... I know. It is what it is. Did you see the drama when Chris Harrison... When the rumors were, like, flying about JoJo replacing Chris Harrison? Yeah, was because like, he Chris had to Harrison's take off, out. Like, two weeks or something, right? Because he dropped his kid off at college. Yeah, he took his son to college at... which Which college was it? Texas Christian University. You are so faster than me. Um, I just happen to have it up. <laughs> and so um, he had to leave. And so uh, JoJo stepped in because she had already quarantined. And so she was taking his place. But all the, the secret paparazzi pictures saw JoJo doing the Chris Harrison job and was like, oh, what happened to Chris Harrison? He's out. But it was all planned. Chris had to take his kid to college which super dad move and then he had to come back in quarantine for 14 days but the social medias were a blazing i know it's just like we also got screwed by thinking when we watched um oh my god what was the music one uh listen to your heart listen to your heart we all thought because of all the previews that jojo and jordan we're going to be the hosts of that. And all they were was in one episode. And yeah. so people love Jojo. They do love Jojo. She's just really sweet. Um, yeah, they love her. But Chris Harrison is back. All is yep. well. Um, I found this other article that I had to add in here. And it's a good transition article because that's kind of all we have for Bachelor news. But Wait. what did I not put it in? Why Big Brother couples are more successful than Bachelor oh, Nation? Oh, I had a Tasha Adams thing. When did you add that? So did you add that after like one p.m.? I don't know. I it don't definitely know I was added. not there. <laughs> okay. All right. More Bachelor news. I lied. Okay. What's up with Tasha Adams? So it says here's your first look at Tasha Adams' Bachelorette Fantasy Suite. So apparently, they're already Tisha at the fantasy already, suites, right? So she's already almost done filming Bachelorette, and so her fantasy suite dates have already been starting, and they're a little bit different this season, according to what paparazzi is seeing. Um, and so, as we all know, the Bachelorette normally hooks up in different luxury suites, but they're already at a chic resort, and so they have to kind of mix it up a little bit, and so. <laughs> It looks like they are staying in this, like, vintage RV. Ooh, fun. So it's, like, one of those old school, um, like... Airstream? Uh, yeah, like the metal ones. Just yeah, all Airstream? metal all the way around. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like they might be staying into those. Um, and there's still no word on who her final, or her final three are. And I don't want to know. They, don't tell me. Yeah, I don't know. But they do say that she must have narrowed them down to the top three because obviously they're already in the fantasy suites. So there wow. you have it. That's crazy. And real quick, did you also happen to see, I don't know if you, because you don't follow them on social media, I don't think, but there was a video that was released of when uh, Peter and Kelly first met. And it was like in the hallway. So it was like their first meeting together. And that was kind of cool to see. Oh, like before The Bachelor? Yeah. When they met in the hotel during that, like, wedding and she was at, like, a reunion or something. What did the video disclose? So, it didn't disclose anything. It just kind of showed them meeting and, like, dancing together and their oh. first initial. Yeah. Oh. That was it. I don't uh, if, really. Not a Peter fan. I like Kelly. That's my problem. <laughs> I, I love Kelly. I'm fine without Kelly as well. Is there any yeah. other Bachelor news I didn't catch at 1 p.m.? Uh, no. Okay. You snuck that one in there. I, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. It's perfectly fine. I just, I, I didn't know. <laughs> so I found this next article that is going to now be a transition article. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this article. Um, who's it from? Do you have the, the link? So it is from Screen Rant. Yeah. So why Big Brother couples are more successful than Bachelor Nation couples. So Big Brother has never been billed as a dating show, but the sheer number of long-term relationships that have come out of the show makes it a success. 
when it comes to relationships. I also think this is a really easy statement. Like, I feel like we know why it works, except for Bailey and Shaggy were not, or whatever his name is, Swaggy. Swaggy C. Yeah. Like, they weren't together all that much before he was... Uh, got kicked out of the house. But they were together 24-7 until he was kicked out. You're together 24-7. You get to know the ins and outs of every single person that you're with. There's no breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Now, come on. Right? But anyway. And it is more like real life. Like, you you don't only see um, each other. Sorry. Got a call. (laughs) A potential spam call. It is that time of year. Politics. Um, yes. Like, you see each other 24-7. So it's, on The Bachelor, you're only seeing each other in the best lighting, the best yeah. situations most of the time. So I I just thought that that was, that was interesting. The statistics show Big Brother, even though it's not a dating show, the relationships are more solid and last longer. Yeah, because they talk about um, Tyler and Angela, which I think are like, so... Love. It's hard for me because they were my first season. So I'm in love with Tyler and Angela in general, but I'm in love with that season because it was so good and it was my first season. And so I really enjoyed it. Um, I just love them. So I feel like if you had seen past seasons, this whole Janelle, Nicole, Tyler dynamic, it just makes so much sense. You got to go back like and see if you can find like a highlight reel of Jeff and Jordan. Okay. They um yeah, she won Big Brother once and then I think on the last All-Stars they came back and that's where they met and he ended up proposing oh, right. on Big Brother and now I I watch them on YouTube from yeah. time to time they'll have YouTube videos in Vic? No, Jeff and Jordan. They're neither one of them are on this season. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Nicole. Sorry. Yeah. So there's a huge difference in what I was trying to say is there's a huge difference in the Tyler's of the world and the Janelle's of the world because there really is a general generation difference. I see. And the way Big Brother was played back, I saw Janelle's original season. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's why she's struggling. But we'll get to that in a minute. I know. Yeah. Um, let's see. I wanted to do a Big Brother recap real quick before we jump in. And that is what we're transitioning to. And that is why that article was very transition worthy. So we've waited for an all-star season for so long. For those of us that have been Big Brother watchers since season two, me. Um, so we're here, but we're a couple weeks into the game. And it seems like it's really predictable and really annoying. Like... The alpha people yeah. are running the game, and they're targeting a lot of women, and yep. it's really frustrating. So, um, doing a recap, week one, HOH was Cody, Enzo won the veto, um, Kevin and Keisha were nominated for eviction, and Keisha was ousted 13-0. to zero. Are You're caught up, right? Because the last podcast you were not. Okay. Week two... <laughs> Head of household was Memphis, who I liked the last time, but he is kind of a douche oh, this season. I hate season. him right now. Um, he had plans to backdoor Ian, which don't touch my Ian. He's my little nerd. Don't touch my Ian. Um, and thankfully, Christmas, unbeknown, he did. She didn't know Memphis's plan. She won the safety suite and saved Ian. So then Memphis nominated David and Nicole A, which made no sense to me. Neither one of them were threats. I know, and it's still, I mean, I think there's been a lot of talk about this, but, you know, I get that he hates David for, un, I don't get that he hates David, but he, like, he hates him for some oh, unknown you reason. Were, he was evicted night one, and he hasn't had to play the real right. game. Whatever, like, dude. Don't be a dick about it, you a-hole. But, so like, don't be like, old whatever. and bitter. Yeah. But then, like, Nicole A., like, what did she do? She's also, she doesn't ever win anything. Like, it's very rare that she wins. So she's not a threat. So why wouldn't you take out somebody bigger? And then you're going to go and be an asshole about telling everybody to go play the safety suites. So that they don't have the option to play the safety suite when you might be eligible to win. And and then he's pissed because nobody's listening to him. But then in another episode, he's mad because somebody's telling him how to do something. I'm like, 
It's literally what you're telling everybody to do and you're mad about. Like, you you wouldn't do this. He's single. Yeah, I hate him. I do not like him. (laughs) I I remember liking him, but um, we we subscribe to the live feeds and we we don't watch them very often, but we happened to turn them on two Friday nights ago and it was right after the nomination ceremony. And oh my gosh, that's when you got to watch the live feeds. Because oh, that's it a was good point. very active, like seeing all the conversations. But unfortunately, Nicole was evicted 10 to 2. I know. Then Tyler won HOH. And that brings us to this week. Um, and let's see. Cody, Tyler, and everyone in the commission, except for Memphis, are really targeting Janelle and Kaser. Don't go after Janelle and Kaser. They are OG. You do not go... These... Long-term Big Brother fans, Mawa, you don't go after Janelle and Kaser. They're OGs. <laughs> I find Kaser to be so sexy just because he's Kaser. He's not my typical guy. I find Janelle to be bombshell beautiful. And she was a comp beast. She is very pretty. I still am not sure how I feel about her right now, though. She's alpha female. Like, she's... Someone that's not afraid to confrontate. She's like who I want to be, but I will never be. She is why I love Miranda Lambert. You know, it's women like that that are like, no nonsense. I'm going to call you out on your BS, Nicole F. And yeah. So you do. So do you not like Nicole F? I love Nicole F. That's the problem. So my two <laughs> sisters don't like each other. I was so yeah. bummed that they s- started hating. I know, because I like Nicole F. Um, I don't know her as well as you do. Yeah, I've seen every season of hers. I saw the season, every season she's been in, except for this season, she has hooked up or had a showmance with someone. Neither of those were Vic. And then she ended up hooking up with Vic after her last time on the show. And now they're engaged to be married. So it's, it's interesting to see how she'll play the game without... Riding the coattails of her showmance. Yeah. Well, and Nick said that, you know, she is a very good player. So a lot of people tend to be irritated with her in the beginning or annoyed by her. But in the end, like, she plays the game really well. She is Um, very strategic. But I do already feel like this is another season. And I know it happens every season. Because you know what? I am still mad that Tyler Crispin did not win his season. So people just get so emotionally involved, which I get it. Like you have to, it's worth a lot of money, but at the same time, you still have to remember that you're playing a game. This is how it works. Somebody has to get evicted or voted out or whatever you want to call it. And so everybody just gets so mad when somebody plays them dirty. Well, then they played the game correctly. If you didn't see it coming, they played that game good. So... That's why there's a lot of controversy with Ian, because when he won, Dan, which you should go back and watch Dan's, um, I think it was called like his funeral speech, his big brother funeral (gasps) speech, where he was like, okay, I'm going to be voted out, blah, 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 blah. And he wasn't voted out. It was so like, he he is one of the ultimate players, Dan Giesling. That's what uh, Nick said to you. Yeah. I swear, so. you should try and go back and watch previous seasons. I know. Nick and I have talked about it because he was like, if you can watch these seasons, so maybe someday I will. For us, us, us OG Big Brother fans, like some of the most recent seasons haven't been great. Even though you love the Tyler season, like you right. would have really loved the previous seasons. Well, and Nick has said that, too, because even, like, the have-not room and stuff like that, like, that isn't what it used to be is what he said. And, like, I hate the speeches. And Nick was like, yeah, the speeches used to mean something. Like, they Mm -hmm. used to be strategic. And now they're just, like, this plea and nothing really gets done. And so um, there's all these different aspects uh, where I really want to watch Derek's season. That's the season that I'm very interested in watching because Nick always makes it sound so good. Yeah. So. It's just an amazing show. And as as with everything, it, it evolves over time and personalities evolve over time and generations. And it's interesting to see this 
um, all-star season because you see the differences in the Kesars and the Janelles versus the Tylers and the Cody's. This is very true. And you shared this next article about big the Big Brother house being placed on lockdown after a fan yelled <sighs> something over the fence. Tell us about it, Amber. <laughs> I'm so passing it to you. <laughs> the first article that when I like opened up my Chrome or whatever, this was one of the first articles that it chose for me to read. And uh, basically, a fan was standing outside of like the studio area the studio filming studio and they have an outside part yeah and it has some i mean it's an open area on the top and so um apparently some fan was standing outside and i guess he did take video which has eventually been taken down but he was yelling fuck nicole allegedly um and he so i guess there was a bunch of uh banter going back and forth between twitter fan bases And it brought out one bold enough to yell into the house to deliver that message. So, um, and this was shortly after, oh, so if you were watching the live feeds, everything got shut down. I know. So this was, I can't remember which night it was. Um, But, sorry, I'm trying to look to see if they tell us what night it was, but I don't think they do. I guess uh, Janelle and Kaser, I think that's who was outside. It was Sunday night. Oh, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. So they were hanging out outside, but they were, they didn't really hear it. Like they heard them shout something, but they didn't know exactly what it was, but it was the video that was, uh, being taken that eventually got found. And so, um, yeah, they put everybody on lockdown for safety measures to make sure that nothing happened on the outside while they were in there. So now they're basically locked inside completely. So, but they've let out, and, been let out since then, I'm sure. They need Maybe. sunshine. And they do a lot of their competitions in the outside. That's true. Most so of they might them. I bet they decline to um. But if you watch if you so there's a huge difference in the UK Big Brother and the US Big Brother. There's more outside time with the UK Big Brother, but I think it's more on a set. The nice thing about the US Big Brother is it's there's actual sunshine. Yeah. But unlike veto competition days Head of household competition days, all of those, like you'll notice if you watch the live feeds, they're inside all day because they're having to build those yep. sets and get the ready for the competitions. But yeah, anyway, craziness. That I bet that was an OG fan. <laughs> it probably was <laughs> because, like I said, I loved Nicole F, but Janelle will always be my number one. I get it. Okay. You should just go back and like YouTube like Janelle on. Yeah, she's fantastic. (laughs) Anyway, so Big Brother um, coming up tomorrow. We got the veto competition. And then the following day, we're going to find out who is evicted. Yes, I am getting more involved, though, with like getting excited about the shows coming up and trying to see who's getting evicted. But it's mostly because I really want. Memphis out of the fucking house. I really want Enzo out of the house. He annoys the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. Nick is also not a fan of the meow situation. Meow, meow? Yeah. Which I just I, like the meow, meow. <laughs> I didn't really annoy... Or I didn't really annoy. I didn't really realize what you were talking about on the last podcast since I hadn't watched it. Right. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that's what it was. Meow, meow. So annoying. So yeah. annoying. He is the one that I, the nice thing about um, All Stars is kind of, I kind of have a, a feeling of, oh, with most of the people in that house, except Enzo. Yeah. At different yeah. levels. That's why. I don't I, like Enzo. I don't like Memphis. I'm not sure about Cody. Eh, I'm indifferent about Cody as well. I think he I rode, really like he rode Derek's um, coattails. Yeah. David. Yes, David. I just want David to get a chance, and I kind of want him to become HOH and backdoor Memphis. Peace. Because he gave him the have-not for the week. He nominated him. He didn't save him after his veto. Yeah. Memphis is just being a dick about why he's doing it, too. Like, welcome to the grown-ups table. Shut up. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. So we'll see what happens. And we're not going to podcast for a couple weeks, so there's going to be a lot to catch up on. 
It's true. All right. It is uh, wildfire season. Yes. Yes, it is. We're in Colorado, and it's definitely been... Like, I wake up super congested, and I I haven't even gone outside. Steve went outside today. He came back. He's like, it's hot. And my... My sinuses are on fire. I'm like, that's because there's smoke in the air. We have wildfires here in Colorado, but California is also just burning up. Yeah. I was seeing some articles that, um, I mean, I was looking for fire articles actually on the Colorado wildfires. Oh, okay. Because I, like, I could obviously see that the, that it was smoke and hazy and Piper's losing her damn mind and needs to get let outside right now. Okay, so I'm um, going to talk about the California wineries. Oh, okay. are you going to walk and talk? Yeah. So California is battling two of the largest wildfires in its recorded history, and they've struck wine country earlier than previous blazes. So in 2017, blazes tore through both Napa and Sonoma counties, as well as others. In 2018, the campfire was outside of wine country, thankfully, in 2019, the Kincaid Fire caused havoc back um, in Sonoma. And then this year, Northern California is once again battling some of the largest wire wildfires on record. And the effect could be different. So all of these other fires that have happened started no earlier than October, toward the end of the harvest season for the grapes. But the 2020 fires arrived just as grapes were being picked. Yeah. So sad. So sad. I mean, it's sad for many reasons, but mm-hmm. not you just know. the wine. We're not, we're not that. <laughs> no, but it's sad because, you know, these vineyards and stuff like that. I mean, this is how they make their living. This is how, you know, so it's just another thing to take them down. I mean, they were probably already down because of COVID and now they can't even make wine. Um, so, and th- because of the fermentation process and all of that, I mean, they they might not have wine next year. So it's like it's going into their future um, revenue and stuff like that. So it's just sad. But there are some ways that you can help victims of the California wildfires. Um, Do you have that article pulled up? Yes, I do. (laughs) Do you want to talk about that? (laughs) Um, And this isn't just the wineries, but California, there's a lot of people affected. Yes. Okay. Um, so some of the best organizations, cause I think the hard part about trying to help people in these situations is that you never know what organizations are legitimate. Don't know who to trust. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you're donating to, sorry, my computer screen just went black. Um, so there's always GoFundMe accounts. Um, they are a little bit risky to donate to, but the, cause the, really because the platform is set up on an official fundraiser, that's just $10,000 shy of its goals. The Bay Area Food Foodie Wildfire Fund, uh, Northern California Wildfire Animal Rescue Fund, and California Wildfire Relief Fund are also accepting donations on GoFundMe. So those are Legit. legitimate uh, rescue funds that you can go and donate to, even though they are part of GoFundMe. Um, you can also make donations to Puente's emergency fire relief fund. Um, and those are designated as fire relief fund donations that go towards assisting rural local communities like Pescadoro, Loma Mar, and Año Nuevo. Nuevo. Good job. Yeah, that's a lot of words right there. Um, and let's not forget about American Red Cross. American Red Cross is always an amazing organization to donate to. Uh, they have mobilized nearly 500 disaster workers and is providing housing, meals, comfort kits, and supplies for those who need it. So you can also do it really easily by texting Red Cross to 90999 and make a $10 donation. Or you can donate via their online form and write California wildfires on it if you want your money to be used specifically on California. Uh, the, the Red Cross is also currently providing emergency aid for those of us here in Colorado, Oregon, and Washington. Yeah, and you then, cut out there for a second. Oh, no. Are you fuzzy? Am I fuzzy? You're, you're fuzzy. You're fuzzy. Oh, no. I think you're back. Okay, go on with that Salvation Army. All right. 
So Salvation Army uh, supports first responders and victims, and they have set up a wildlife or a wildfire relief donation page that also goes towards food, drinks, and emotional support resources. And I think the emotional support resources is huge. Um, anybody going so through huge. anything needs help. So, um, that's awesome that Salvation Army is doing that. There's also the Solano Disaster Relief Fund, which will use donor contributions for small and large grants. So um, they are doing up to $2,500 for small loans and up to $7,500 uh, for grants. Or, sorry, both of those are grants. My apologies. Uh, you also have a Wildfire Relief and Recovery Fund that is through the North Valley Community community foundation um and that is available to help animals that are um being affected by the fires and united way of north california is giving emergency cash grants to people who lost their homes in the fires um and you can donate your time or your money uh through their website and finally you have uh all donations that go to community foundation Santa Cruz County will be used for grant making so you can find information on their website by donating um, and can also look into donating supplies and volunteering there as well. So it's a lot. And we'll we'll share the link on our Facebook and our Twitter account to all of this. But I did think it was worth mentioning because, you know, it's just yeah. a tough time right now. It's sad. And, you know, we all need to kind of support one another. And I think Nick and I went to eat um, as well this last Sunday. We went to one of our favorite places called Early Bird Restaurant. And they had a 9% upcharge on their receipts. And we talked about how many people must be so angry, but they are farm to table. So their ingredients are more expensive and they're a tiny little restaurant. Um, but there was a server, our server, him and another server got into an argument regarding a table confusion. So if anyone has ever been a server before, you know that especially nowadays, um, right now, it's crucial which tables you get. And so this other server took his table that had like seven people at it. So mm. that was probably like a hundred to two hundred dollar bill. So you can only imagine what his tip must have looked like. So um, we made sure that we actually gave him like a fifty percent tip. Wow. Um, on our bill uh, because times are tough and it's really hard for those who were out and not able to work like some of us were. I mean, he was, he's a server. I don't know if he has another job, but I know that he's often at early bird restaurants. And so we wanted to make sure that he still had a good day, even though he started out not having a good day. So it's organizations like this for the wildfires and just remembering to be nice to people. Oh, yes. Because I don't know what has crawled up some of y'all's asses lately, but let so, me tell you. After the end, you all yes. need to fucking chill. At the end of Big Brother, Julie Chen Moonves says, yeah. um, if you have the option to be right or nice, choose to be nice. Yeah. And Golden rule. And my husband was like, oh, what? And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I've made it a goal of mine to give at least one person that I do not know a compliment every day. Good plan. Because I don't see a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> you're out and about <laughs> i know well and i have the hospital and stuff like that and so there's always patients families and stuff like that and so if i give a compliment to somebody i know then i still have to give a compliment to somebody i don't know because well there's way too many people being mean to one another i agree and you can't tell if people are smiling at you anymore i feel oh. like so i have a botox appointment coming up and i i want to walk in and be like i don't want people to tell that i'm smiling when my mask is on because <laughs> the, the crow's feet give it away <laughs> the goal trying to, like, of this, exaggerate uh, no the goal of this appointment is when i smile with my mask on no one else should be able to tell i'm smiling because the crow's feet should not be crowing Anyway, um, what are you drinking tonight? We didn't talk about that. Oh, that's probably because I'm only drinking water. Are you serious? I actually have a Malibu and Diet and my two girls in a bottle of wine cup. Nope. So here's my challenge is I don't, I always want a glass of wine every single night, but I don't always do it. So what ends up happening is I open a bottle of wine 
And then I end up wasting it because even if it's a good bottle of wine, I have a glass and Nick doesn't really drink wine that much anymore. So he doesn't drink it. So I have like two glasses or two bottles of wine that are really good bottles of wine, but they're now crap because I opened them last week. You you need to get the little cans. I know I need the cans, but then the problem becomes that all my favorite wines um, don't have cans. Like, except for I am going to order some spade and sparrow wine. Do because they come I in cans? Love, no. But I love their <laughs> bottles enough that I will drink it every night. That's right. I, if you open a spade and... This is my challenge to you. If you open a spade and sparrow, I need you to go on the two girls and bottle of wine Instagram showing you okay. opening it. You can boomerang that opening. And then no. every day until that bottle is done, you should be posting on the two girls and bottle yes. of wine Instagram story letting us Mine. know that you are drinking a glass. That'll help keep you accountable. This is true. Are you putting it on your to-do? What are you doing? Yeah, I wanted to bring up the website so I didn't forget to order them because I went on there earlier today and they were like, not shut down, but they were closed because they were doing a revamping of something. Yeah, there you go. Well, they they have like a huge sale going on on their their do-edits. And so... um, Scrunchies. Yeah. So that's what happened there they also have a wine club now did you know that i did not actually i did i did i did see that yes i kind of want to join the club because i just love their wine i got that yeah (sighs) that's how i am with miranda lambert's wine and it's not just because it's miranda lambert i really want to try miranda lambert's wine actually oh wait does she have a red wine Mm -hmm. but i don't buy it so i don't know how it is well i figured (laughs) i buy the sweet package like you can buy all the sweet stuff in a package it's great um, but I, I took some of the Miranda Lambert wine to my friend's house and she's like, oh my gosh. And so she went on and ordered, did I already tell you the story? No, I don't She went so. on and ordered a bunch of Miranda stuff and Miranda, there's coffee and she got that and she's yeah. like, the coffee's great. The wine's great. And I'm like, sweet. <gasps> oh my God. I didn't tell you that I got wine ninja. You did not tell me you got wine ninja. Do you still remember? Because I feel like this would be something you would text me about. I know. I. Oh my god! I forgot. It was last. It was last week on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been work. I worked until seven thirty every night last week. Mm. And so Stop um, that. yeah, it was not okay. And I was coming home, and Piper was in the window, so I was walking like real slow to like pretend that I was like gonna stalk her because mm-hmm. I'm a weirdo like that and um Nick was like pointing and he's like trying to rush me in the window and I'm like what is your fucking problem dude so I get in the door and he's like pointing and there it was hang on I so it's obviously not still like all together but so I got like this cute little like pink box and inside of it there was <gasps> rainbow socks fun um, I got a bath thing. Bomb. Um, yes, a bath bomb. I got like a <gasps> little bag tag that has a unicorn that says magic. Um, I also got uh, a little unicorn like ring dish. And one of those huge like suckers that you get at like the circus that's all the different colors and it's round. And so obviously there was a bottle of red wine in it. But my favorite part was... There was a container of u- glittery unicorn cookies. <gasps> it was amazing. Did you post on the wine ninjas? I did post on wine ninjas. It took them like two days to approve it. But um, did you remove your name? Uh, no, I keep forgetting to go back in. So I do need to go do that. Put that on your to do. Yeah. <laughs> to do. Remove wine. Remove name. Yes. Uh, but And then also they gave me some dark chocolate because I love dark chocolate. So that was really exciting. But I was so excited. But the Oreo, they look like Oreos, the glittery cookies. Mm. But they're like purple instead of the black part. And then the inside is this pinkish color with sprinkles. Oh, my gosh. And then the outside of the cookies have the like uh, sugar crystal uh, sprinkles. Okay. Oh, my God. So good. Mm. Piper, I'm however, so jealous. I know. I was so excited. 
I kind of forgot about Wine Ninja. I haven't been on Facebook or Instagram a lot lately. I know. I like I'm so tired at the end of the day and I'm just like I just come mm-hmm. home and just hang out. I haven't even posted anything. That's awesome. <sighs> you know something I discovered food-wise? What? Birthday cake popcorn. Oh, yeah. I saw that on uh, your Instagram, I think. It's from Safe and Fair. So what happened is Steve and I found this, like, birthday cake um, flavored crunch and munch at Big Lots for our, our trying things video. And I was like, I need more of something like this in my life. So I looked up the crunch and munch, and it wasn't really... Crunch and munch! Oh, my God. That was the... Nick. That is the name of the popcorn I was trying to think of. Nick and I were sitting there for hours trying to it's think like of Cracker Jack Crunch and Munch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> no worries. This is a birthday cake flavor. Well, I was like, I want something, but maybe not as like heavily coated in sugar as Crunch and Munch. And so I looked up and this company called Safe and F- Safe and then the plus sign fair has this whole like they have birthday cake popcorn, birthday cake granola, they have a, a oh. blonde birthday cake, and it's all like supposed to be like clean ingredients, gluten free, all of the the nice. free of the stuff. So <laughs> I ordered their birthday cake package. So I got three bags of popcorn. They're gone. Two things of um, birthday cake granola, not gone because that's heavier. Um, and then a package of the birthday cake blondie mix. Um, it's like a cake mm. mix. And I'm going to save that for a special occasion. Um, but I've already ordered more of the popcorn. So good. <laughs> so good. I love birthday cake flavored things. That's what the inside of the unicorn cookies taste like is birthday cake. Oh, I'm so jealous. With sprinkles. Oh, so good. Mm. Anyway. What are you, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Were you ready for that? You you look very defeated. I know. Um, We have other topics, but we're going to save those for the the next podcast. Okay. That's fine. Are you sure? Because you really look like I deflated your balloon. No, I'm just, I'm (laughs) defeated because I just completely forgot. And now I'm like, it's like when you're in class. And the teacher calls on you to answer the question. And, and she's not. like, what's two plus two? And you're like, nine. <laughs> okay, Because gonna, you're so startled. I'm going to start off by talking about what I'm listening to. Okay? Okay. All right. I got a few songs that I've been really loving this week. Um, Thomas Rhett has a song called Mama's House. And it's mm-hmm. M-A-M-A-W apostrophe S house. So cute. Um, Gabby Barrett, she has a song. I've loved this song for a long time, but it's been on, um, I, it's shuffled through a lot this week. It's called I Hope. Oh, I haven't heard You should that. listen to it. And then Lee Bryce has a song called One of Them Girls. I don't know. It's a really good. Has that helped you think about what you're listening yeah, to? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Jeez. That was rough. Um... So I'm still listening to the new, um, some of the new songs from Luke Bryan since he had his um, album come out. So I've still been listening to those because I just love him, obviously. But Lauren Elena actually just came out with a new single called Getting Over Him. And so I have been listening to that. Do you think it's about our guy? The comedian guy? It might be. Mm -hmm. Because she does have another artist on the song. I don't remember who it is, but... Um, she has another guy singing with her. Um, she is like the queen of collabs. I know. I just, I love her. She's great. Um, I still am really into the Thomas Rhett songs. I know. Um, I don't know. Like I have these fave songs and none of them are Are like looking at your, your photo library. Yeah. I'm like, this is a new angle. I sure am. You can probably see my double chin. No, no. It was just, it was a different angle. I also got my niece. So my niece and I, uh, this last Saturday when we had her, Mm -hmm. she, her and I got into a dance off. So, um, yeah, she's seven, but, um, we (laughs) started, (laughs) I got her obsessed with the Brown and Gray song, uh, top down, Mm -hmm. which Brown and Gray is still one of my top music artists, even though they're not super mainstream, mainstream. Um, they actually just got married, uh, yesterday, I think. Oh, congrats. Yeah. So is it Brown and Brown uh, or Gray and Gray now? 
I don't know. Okay. I hope it's not brown and brown. I don't know. (laughs) But so now Layla is obsessed with that song. And so we have to like shimmy to it. She's like, okay, now you got to shimmy. Aww. And we also did the cup song because my seven-year-old niece knows the cup song, Janet. Steve is getting ready to leave town again to go back to Texas. It's on my my to-dos. I don't have a lot of control over what's watched on the TV these days. But when he does exit the house to go see his mama, go into mama's house, um, yeah, I will. I will be like, what's that movie again, Amber? Pitch perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I'm not really watching anything. Well, I just... <sighs> I got things. So I just finished a, a, a new audiobook. I, I think I may have mentioned it. Oh, yeah. I um, finished two books. Yeah, so you'll be next. <laughs> the, I forget. The Favorite Sister by Jessica Knoll. Um, and it's about uh, Brett and Kelly. They've always, they're sisters. They've always been so, um, like, competitive. Um, Kelly was, like, the super favorite sister growing up. Brett was the bad problem child and then things kind of like flip-flopped and in adulthood and there's murder there's mystery and it just kept me on the edge of my toes and I totally I finished listening to it long before my 21 day um check out from the local library ended and I recommend it Jessica Knoll is great. Uh, the other book I read from her which I can't remember the name of it right this moment but I think I mentioned it in the last podcast also a winner yeah, what did you, did you finish? What did you finish reading? So I finished The Invitation, which is by Rachel Abbott. And Rachel Abbott is one of my uh, favorite authors. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a psychological thriller. So although I tend to like more of the FBI thriller uh, books, this was really good because it's kind of a story about a husband and wife who go to celebrate their friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. And while they're there one of the the gentlemen, the groom, his sister dies. And a year later, his this gentleman and his wife bring them back to the same exact location on the same exact day, and they make them recreate everything. And he basically puts them through a murder mystery to figure out who killed his sister. And it has so many twists and turns. Like, I could not put it down. I think there was, like, a Saturday night or something where I was just trying to stay up so I could finish listening to it. So I did that. And then, um, so I highly recommend that one. But then Melinda Lee, who I also read a lot of, uh, she has novellas, which are shorter stories. So they're only, they're under 200 pages, which I didn't realize when I first started uh, listening to them. But the first one that I read was Twisted Truth. And then the second one I read was called Tracks of Her Tears. And um, they're short little stories where, um, like, the first one is about rogue justice. And that's, uh, I don't really know, to be honest, why it's called the rogue justice novella book. But, um, because nobody has, like, named that. Um, But I highly recommend those. And they're really easy reads. They're uh, all murder mysteries trying to figure out kind of what happened to somebody in um, twisted truth. There's one where like a little boy gets kidnapped and they're trying to figure out um, he ends up being found in the basement chained to a wall or Mm -hmm. chained to a furnace. And the people who kidnapped him are like dead, but no one, and he won't talk. And so it's kind of the mystery of trying to figure out what happened to him. And um, I just highly recommend them. Very. I had never read a novella before. Me either. I, I wrote it down. So, yeah. Um, watching, we're still going through the Americans, and then I talked about the, um, political stuff we've been watching. But, (laughs) in great news, um, and sad news all at the same time, Yellowstone, the latest season finale, hit on Sunday. I've heard a lot about that. You gotta, do you watch it? You need to watch it, lady. It's so good. Kevin Costner! Michael Landon's daughter is in it this season. That means my mom would like it. Come on. You didn't have a crush on Michael Landon when you were a kid? I did not. I did. I had a crush on Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Well, I've always liked older men. (laughs) (laughs) 
guess that's what that says. I and when it comes to home improvement, I was a Zachary Ty Bryan girl all the way. The older uh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even though Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the older one. I know in real life, but not so on the crazy. show. I know. I'm he just was kidding. just a shorty. Um, so I recommend Yellowstone. <laughs> it's going to be like nine months before the next season comes out. And so many emotions. It's just so good. I recommend it. Nah. Okay. You don't care what I recommend, but maybe our listeners do. <laughs> I have our wine book ready. Do you have your positive poly? I do. Go ahead with the positive poly. All right. Do you find yourself making excuses when you do not perform? Shed the excuses and face reality. Excuses are the loser's way out. They will mar your credibility and stunt your personal growth. There you go. Very true. And wine book (laughs) tip number 29. The waiter's friend is one of the best, reliable, most reliable, and simple of corkscrew types. Corkscrew types. Fold out the corkscrew and lever from the pen knife-like handle. Screw the worm into the cork. Then engage your face. (laughs) Amber, your face. Engage your face because that's what you're doing. Um, Then engage the lever on the bottle lip and press upwards. The cork should come out smoothly. So it sounds like the waiter's friend is like the typical like... Yeah. The one where the server comes to your table and like, yeah. I, the so, one that we can never get do. Yeah. Ashley can do it, but you and I cannot. No. Speaking of Ashley, do we have any updates on Ashley? Uh, so they are under contract. Who as of this that? weekend. Yeah. Like it, I think it just happened last night. I thought that they, or Sunday night. their offer was oh, accepted sorry. months ago. No, not them. Um, their house that they're selling oh, is under good. contract. Good. Yay. Sorry. Um, I'm pretty sure Nick has is not allowing me to go to Target anymore until after Ashley has the baby. Uh oh. I may have bought some things. <laughs> I haven't seen you girls in oh. months. I, I don't even think about buying things. I am so excited for this damn baby. I just love babies and I love baby girls and it's great. I bought her a ton of onesies. I bought, um, we went to the Butterfly Pavilion this mm-hmm. last weekend with Layla, and um, there was a little onesie that has bees on it that says, be yourself. Got that for her. Aww. Yeah. I got some shark stuff. There's little shark booties with like a little shark bib that has a bite taken out of it. Aww. And a little shark bathrobe. And I also got her a unicorn blanket. It's so soft. I want to use it for myself. Oh. And unicorn booties. And then a ton of onesies. But have you given these to Ashley already? I have not. They're in a, I bought a um, shark bag kind of thing, like one of those, I don't know, things. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm putting a bunch of stuff in it. And then when it's full, I'll give it to her. Are we going to throw right. her a baby shower? I don't know. She's not really a baby shower kind of person. Okay. She might want to. I don't know, because I asked her that too, but. She said that she's not sure what she even wants to do just because I think they're just trying to get through the house stuff. Mm-hmm. And then maybe she'll think about it. But I don't know. Got it. Okay. Well, maybe if she wants to share her registry and we can share it with our listeners. That's what I said. That's what I said. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight, Amber. It'll be a yeah. couple of weeks before we're back just because my schedule is a bit crazy. But we'll be back a couple yeah. weeks into September. Feel free to reach out to us anytime. We're at two girls, the number two, girls in wine at Gmail or on Instagram. <laughs> the number two girls in wine on Twitter. And then all spelled out two girls in a bottle of wine at gmail.com. That's what happens yeah. when my brain tries to collaborate with itself. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's okay. Bye. Bye.